it is Friday, people. And I don't start playing like that because I, I will preach like this the whole service. Amen. Praise him. I'm thankful. Hey, thank you guys so much for receiving me so well. What an honor and a joy it is to be here today. Uh, come on, is anyone just thankful uh, for just how awesome this university is? Come on, can you clap for a little bit? Uh, just so thankful for the presence of the Lord in this place. And um, man, I had such a great time yesterday. A lot of you came up to me and told me, uh, I remind you of a Christian Kevin Hart. And uh, I was thinking more Michael B. Jordan uh, from Creed 3. Wow, okay, no, no cheers there. Um, but uh, I, I'm okay with that, you know. I feel like uh, uh, we had a great service yesterday, but today I, I have some things that the Lord wants to, to speak. And uh, I'm just so honored uh, to share that with you. I, I want to start like this today. Um, I had a great coach tell me one time, he said, Peter, until you know what you're up against, you have no idea how to proceed forward with the plan that you need to make happen. And I'm, I want to tell you today a little bit of, of what we're up against today. I uh, just got done being a, um, a next-gen pastor in Michigan for seven years. And uh, I was there investing in the lives of students, being in a part of their lives, planting Bible clubs, raising money for missions, walking them through uh, to become disciples of Jesus. And when I was there, uh, I, I had an encounter one time with a mom uh, in our ministry. She was one of those essential oil moms. You know, shout out to the essential oil moms, right? Like they open up, they're like, I got oils. I got oils. I'm like, stop, lady. You need to chill out with all this oil. You know, it's like, I got eucalyptus. I got olive. I got petri. I'm like, ew, right? Like, so um, this mom, she came up to me one time uh, aggressively. She's like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the issue? Like, let's have a conversation. Uh, what do you need to talk about? And she said, I thought my daughter was going to be safe in your youth ministry. I said, what are you talking about? I said, well, your daughter looks fine to me. What's going on? She said, can we go and talk in your office? I have some real issues with you and your team. I said, okay, let's go ahead and have this conversation. So we go back into my office. We begin to have a conversation about how she feels like her daughter is not safe. The entire time I am confused, and I think to myself, wait a minute, why does she not feel safe? I said, what are you talking about? She said, a couple weeks ago, you started to bust in some kids from the inner city, and they smell like alcohol, and they smell like drugs, and they walk in here with weapons. And she said, and I don't like it. I don't feel like this church is safe anymore. You allow this trash to come into our church, and I don't like it. And I was like, this is how people get slapped. <laughs> I sat there and I listened to this mom berate these kids that were called by the power of the Holy Spirit to surrender. Several kids bust in from our inner city, so many of them giving their lives to Christ of all different kinds and colors coming in from a different place other than where our church was, and they were being transformed. And she said, you invite this trash into our church, and now my daughter doesn't feel safe. And as I preach our text to you today, as I share with you what the Lord put on my heart, I want to tell you what you and I are up against today is Christians that would rather be safe than care about other people's soul. Well, we're up against people who are so convinced that it's about them and about their trajectory and about their people rather than the calling of the gospel to seek and save the lost. That's what you and I are up against today. And in the middle of that culture, in the middle of that chaos, I hear the Lord saying this, work with wonder. Work with wonder. Now, I know 
Wonder is an interesting word to use in a space like this today, but you've got to work with wonder. I've seen this play out in my life recently. Uh, there was a girl in school that me and her used to go back and forth, joking with one another, and uh, we were friends for a really long time, and then I realized there was a long space of time that we didn't talk, and I was trying to figure out what happened. See, because when we were in middle school together, laughing and joking with one another, it was interesting, right? Like, you know you have those friends that aren't sensitive, so you can make fun of them. Like, you could really poke fun at them, right? Like, so she would say something to me like, you know, Peter, uh, she was like, you're looking real dark today. Like seven, she's like, you're looking like 1130 dark. I'm like, no, now I'm a 945, 1130 is too late. You know, like we would just joke at each other like that, right? And I remember one time she came into uh, the room and uh, she was, you know, we were joking with each other about everything and about all things. And one time she came in, we were all going through puberty in the eighth grade. And I was like, look, she had pimples all over her face. She walked in the room. I said, I didn't order a pepperoni pizza, you right? And so she comes in, she's crying. We're laughing. This is funny. I'm getting to the scripture. Just give me, let me paint this for you for a moment. And she, honestly, we didn't talk from that point moving forward. A couple years ago, I start looking through that old, I go down that old Facebook wormhole. Do you guys know what Facebook is? Okay. I go through that Facebook wormhole, and I'm, I'm literally down there, and I see this girl, Sam, that I was friends with long ago. And I begin to wonder about her life. I was wondering about where she was, so I did. I clicked on her page. I started to see all the things that she was into, not knowing that she had become a Satanist, not knowing that she had literally not just become an atheist, but she was a person who said, I believe in Satan, and I'm walking in this demonic way. And so I thought to myself, I wonder if she'll let me talk to her again. And so I did what I only thought to do. I sent her a message. I said, Sam, how are you doing? This is Peter Reese. And she said, I never want to talk to you again. I said, why? She said, you don't forget the last time we ever spoke, this is what you said to me. And I said, Sam, give me a chance to explain. Let me get on the phone with you. Anyway, to make a long story short, I get on the phone with this young lady. She's a friend from the past. Our moms were connected. I talk with her. I spend time with her. I introduce her to my wife. I introduce her to people, some, some people in our community. I get her connected to a local body. And just a few days ago, Sam gave her life to the Lord. Can we talk about that today? Okay. Why am I telling you that story? Because what happened in Sam's life herself, the salvation of her soul started with me wondering how she doing what's going on in her life it's the wondering it's this holy curiosity that leads us to go to places that you and I have never experienced or expected that God would take us it's this wonder now I know college kids y'all love to be curious right like you guys are curious about philosophy you're curious about finances you're like I think Doge Golden is coming back let's invest in Doge right like you guys are curious oh you guys are curious about sexuality you get into a relationship you're like oh just like whatever happens happens what is your promise what's your plan for this relationship I don't know like whatever happens happens right you're curious you're curious and I want to preach about holy curiosity to wonder when I give you the word wonder wonder is holy curiosity wonder makes you linger in worship just a little longer wonder makes you labor in prayer for just a second more wonder propels you to read just one more verse friends wonder fills the scriptures wonder is what caused Noah to build an ark for 120 years off of one command from God wonder Wonder is what gave Jacob the courage to wrestle with God and prevail. Wonder is what gave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego the courage to go into the fire. Wonder is what pushed Ruth to follow Naomi. Wonder is what gave Peter the opportunity to walk on wonder. Wonder is what caused the disciples to stay in that upper room. Wonder is what we need as the people of God. It's wonder. And perhaps my favorite story of wonder today is the story of a man named Abram. Now I know exactly what you're thinking. Peter, his name is Abraham. 
But before he becomes Abraham, his name is in fact Abram, and it's not just cultural. See, but to tell you the story of Abraham or Abram, I got to tell you the story of Noah. Here's what the Bible tells us. Noah had three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Noah could build a boat, but he stunk at naming kids, okay? Ham, Shem, and Japheth. And the Bible tells us that one day, my man Noah has too many Capri sons, hello? He gets drunk in a tent, and the Bible says that he's naked, okay? And I don't know why that correlates, but that's what happened to Noah. It says that his son Ham came into the tent, and he looked at his father in an inappropriate way, right? He comes into the tent, looks at his father in an inappropriate way. The other two sons of Noah, Shem and Japheth, they come into the tent, see their brother looking at their father inappropriately, cover their father's nakedness, They cover him, which actually that's what I'm praying for for a lot of young leaders, that we wouldn't be into the business of exposing those who have gone before us, but that we would cover their nakedness so that their legacy would live on, so that the kingdom of God could go forth. But that's a different sermon for a different day. They cover their father. And when their father wakes up, they tell on their brother. You're like, wow, there's some snitches. No, it's called accountability because we need some people who will speak to the darkness that develops in our own life. Right? And so they tell on the brother, they say, Dad, uh, Ham looked at you inappropriately. And here's what Ham does. He goes and he finds his, or, or what Noah does, he goes and he finds his son Ham, and he brings his grandson, his grandson's name is Canaan. And now I know what you're thinking. If you know the Bible, you know that Canaan is a promised land. But before Canaan is a promised land, Canaan is a man. And before Canaan is a man, Canaan is a son. He's the son of this man named Ham. So when Noah gets up to approach his son to have this conversation about his darkness, he says, cursed be Canaan. Or in other words, Noah decided to curse his grandson because of what his father did. Can I tell you today, this is why you and I need to work in wonder because most of the issues that you and I have didn't even start with our own destiny. It started with our parents and our parents' parents, and that's why you need to walk in holiness so you can break the generational curse off your life. And I'll tell you, you're not going to break it off with just sitting in the room or being around. There's a wonder that needs to take place. But here we are. So Noah says, curse be Canaan or curse be my grandson. That means anywhere that this man Canaan decides to settle himself, that place is cursed. Okay, let me say it like this today. Canaan decides to go to Burger King. It's no longer have it your way. You see what I'm saying right now? Canaan goes to, he goes to Chick-fil-A. It's no longer your pleasure, right? Like everything is cursed. No matter where Canaan goes, that land becomes cursed. And the land of Canaan is cursed. And you're like, wait a minute, I thought Canaan was a promised land. It became a promised land because of a man of wonder named Abram. So fast forward to the story of Abram. About 400 years later, there's this man named Abram. And Abram walks in covenant with God. Because to walk in wonder, you need to have a covenant with God. And he walks into a cursed space called Canaan. He wanders or wanders into a cursed space called Canaan. And because a man of covenant, because a man of wonder is there, the Lord looks at him and says, what was cursed in this land is now redeemed. And your name will no longer be Abram, but Abraham. Ham, because he inherited what Ham forfeited 400 years ago when he decided to walk in darkness instead of wonder. And his name becomes Abraham. It's a story of wonder. It's a story of vision. It's a story of a man saying, I'll go wherever God has called me to go. And he wanders into the land of Canaan. Friends, wonder is what has fueled our movement. Our Pentecostal movement, wonder, C.M. Abrams went to a land where, she did not, where he did not know the language and began to pray and ask God, would you speak to me? Would you give me the language of the people so I could remain? And the Lord blessed C.M. with the ability to speak in Hindi. Wonder is what caused missionaries before the ones we send today to pack their things in their coffins and convince themselves that they would never step back on soil that they grew up on. Because of the wonder 
of what God would do through their lives. They planned on dying on that soil. Wonder is the story of St. Ignatius. Do you know who he is? Many people think St. Ignatius was the boy that sat on the lap of Jesus in John chapter 4, though that's not been proven. But St. Ignatius was the second bishop of Antioch who was walking in the power of what the disciples before him had led before. And St. Ignatius uh, was one of the first Christians to be killed in a Colosseum. Here's the story. It's very simple and really short. St. Ignatius is called by Rome and he's ready to be killed. And there's some Christian uh, missionaries and mercenaries who are coming to rescue St. Ignatius. And he says, no, I don't want anyone to rescue me. I want the lions in the Colosseum to rush upon me. For when my blood hits the dirt, it will testify to the goodness of our God. Where are those Christians? Oh, they're running with wonder. Wonder. I want to read to you just a simple text today, and I'll give you the, what precedes it in just a moment. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 14. Story about Elijah and Elisha. It says, he, being Elisha, struck the water with the coat and wondered. He wondered. He struck the water with the coat, and he wondered, <clears throat> will the Lord perform miracles for me as he did for Elijah? And as soon as Elisha did this, a dry path opened up through the waters, and he walked across. Let me start with the end in mind by saying this today. Some of us are so busy. We're praying. We're asking God. We're seeking the Lord. We're fasting. We're praying. We're cutting people off. Also, a dry path would open up. We're, we're cutting ourselves in every direction trying to figure out, God, when will you open this door? When will you open this way? When will you give me the opportunity? Oh, I remember being a college student just asking God, if you would let me preach anywhere, if you would let me do anything, I would be so grateful, so honored, so privileged to be a part of what you're doing. God, open up a dry path. Can I tell you today, there are some paths that will not open just because you prayed. There's some paths that will open, though, because you wandered. God, I wonder what you want to do here. I wonder what you want to see here. I wonder what you want to shift here. Wonder will lead you into some of the greatest opportunities of your entire life. What I find interesting today about the culture of church that we're living in is we're looking for every opportunity to be innovative. And I would suggest today that we don't need your innovative ideas. We need your wonder. We need your wonder. It says that he struck the, the water with the coat and he wondered, will the Lord perform miracles for me as he did for Elijah? As soon as he did this, the dry path opened up and I began to pray for you today. Oh, actually, I got my African mama on the phone. I said, mom, I'm preaching at North Central again this morning. Could you help me pray? She said, absolutely. She said, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray. You know, she just screams on the phone. She's amazing. You think I'm loud? You have no idea, okay? She was like, and she prayed that. She said, Lord, I, I pray that that these young people won't complain about how they're not experiencing you when they won't open up their mouth and taste and see how good you are. I said, oh, maybe you want to preach this morning. I'll just phone you in. Wonder. Wonder. What precedes our text today is uh, the story of Elijah and Elisha. Got 10 minutes to tell it. You know the story, Elijah and Elisha. Elijah is a great prophet of God who sees the power of God flow throughout his life in an incredible way. And what precedes our story in 2 Kings chapter 4 is the story of Elijah being taken into a heavenly place, okay? And what happens is Elijah comes to his, his spiritual son, Elisha, and says, hey, the Lord has called me to go to Bethel. I'm going to Bethel, but you have to stay here. And Elisha's like, I'm going to stay here. I'm going with you. Wherever you go, I'm going. I swear by the Lord, I'm going with you. And I begin to ask the Lord, Lord, why don't we see young people operating in wonder? And I felt like the Lord told me this is because we are more committed to positions than we are people. Uh, you are so committed to where we feel like God wants to take us and not submitted to the people that God has put in our lives as an authority. And it's why you and I fail to operate in wonder. 
Elijah said, listen, you know, I would be thinking, I'm not going to lie, very transparent today. If, I, if Elijah was getting ready to go and I was hoping to take his shoe steps, I'm like, bye, see you. It's my time now, baby. Let's go. I'm excited about this. But he said, no, no, I'm going with you. Right? And then we know the story. He says, okay, well, now the Lord's not saying Bethel. He's saying Jericho. Right? So he starts to walk towards the, and he says, Elisha, I want you to stay here. And he says, no, 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 I'm going with you. And as they begin to do that, there's some prophets that pop up and say, hey, do you know that the Lord is about to take away your master? And Elisha's like, yeah, I know. Don't remind me. And the Lord spoke to me and said, it will be impossible to, want, to wonder if you always entertain the voice of the critics that are in your life. It will be impossible for you to wonder about what God could do in your home, about wonder what about God wants to do in your future, wonder about what God wants to do in your family, wonder about anything that the Lord is calling you to if you continue to entertain the voices of the critics in your life. And then the story says this, that he says, no, it's not Jericho. Actually, we're going to go and cross the Jordan, but Elisha, you got to stay here. And he says, no, no, no. I'm coming with you. And so they march towards the Jordan. And the scripture, you can go read it for yourself, 2 Kings chapter uh, 4. It says that they march towards the Jordan and there's 50 prophets behind them. And here's what the Lord spoke to me. Those that wonder walk hand in hand with the leadership in their life. They don't leave it off in the distance. And so he begins to march. And the Bible says this, that they get to this brook. And Elijah, he rolls up his, his cloak and he smacks the brook or he smacks the lake or the river, whatever it is, this path they're crossing. And it opens up and only Elijah and Elisha cross through the path. And the rest of the 50 prophets stay on the shore because they were willing to follow him at a distance, but they weren't willing to walk hand in hand with him. Can I tell you, wonder only is passed on from generation to generation. It is not caught. It is not, you can't just walk into the room and catch it. Somebody can't just lay hands on you and you get it. You have to walk hand in hand with leadership in your life if you want to see the wonder of the Lord move in you. That's why we're not seeing it, because we came out of a whole generation of the church where we laughed at the songs that they sang and laughed about how they dressed in church and didn't really appreciate how they put services together, and we missed out on the beauty of the history of the ones that came before us, the generals and the saints, because we didn't walk hand in hand with them, and we wonder why we feel dry in our services. Wonder cannot be just caught. Some things are taught and some things are caught. And some things you have to walk hand in hand with if you actually want to receive it. Pastor Peter, what are you saying? I'm saying that the best thing you could do as a college student in this season of your life is not learn how to preach, is not learn how to sing, is not learn how to put sets and designs together. The best thing you could do is find a leader that you love and submit your life to them. You say, I want wonder, I want the supernatural, I want God to do incredible things to me. Then submit to someone who is walking with the Lord. There's some things that can't be caught. Got to be passed on. And Elijah and Elisha, they cross over the Jordan River. And they get there. And you know the story. My boy takes off like Jesus in a Christmas production into the heavens. Gone. It says that the chariot that, 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 the chariot that went up, his cloak, Elijah, it fell to the ground right in front of Elijah. And he's there. And here's what happens. Elijah is stuck on the other side of the Jordan River. And here's what I truly believe. If he doesn't work in wonder, he's trapped for the rest of his life. How is he supposed to cross? How is he supposed to get over that river if he doesn't wonder? But the Bible says this, when he's in a jam, when he's in a place of, and I missed this today too, when, when Elijah and Elisha walk towards that, 
That brook and they cross over it. He gets taken up and Elijah is standing there. Now he's standing there with a problem, with an obstacle, with a barrier. And I'll say this today. So many of us want the easy route, but wonder and supernatural things begin to happen. And the Lord begins to blow our minds when we stand in front of problems, issues, and barriers. That's what he calls us to. Okay, okay, let me say it like this. It's the reason why many young people would rather go work for a mega church than in a space where they have to actually build something. They want to be in a place of people who have already walked through the waters instead of standing and prophesying to the brook themselves. So you're like, yeah, yeah, I want to go work over there with people who have already built their name, who have already labored in prayer, who have already sought the Lord, because if you went over here, you would have to depend on you, and you know you ain't ready for that today. Wonder. He's trapped forever on the other side of that brook, but he picks up his master's coat. And the scripture is so clear. He, he struck the water with the coat and he wondered, will the Lord perform miracles for me like he did for Elijah? And here's why you and I can't wonder about what God can do is because we're not following anyone close enough to see what God has done for them. I'll let that simmer for a little bit. Hear me today. The reason you and I are praying prayers that could be answered whether God moved or not. And the reason you and I are not asking God for things that we think are untouchable is because we don't have a reference point for what we are wanting God to do. He said, he didn't just pray and say, I hope God opens up this book. He says, I wonder if God will work for me as he worked for my master. So you know the story. It's very simple. He, he takes the coat or the cloak and he rolls it up, and I'm sure with energy and effort, he smacks the brook with a sense of wonder. You know the story? The, it opens. A dry path opens. Why? It's because of the wonder that is on the, other, that is on the inside of this man that's saying, I wonder if God could do it. I wonder if the Lord will move on my behalf. Oh, I, I'm so thankful. I, I mean, I talk about my mom a lot when I preach, but I'm so thankful for that 411 all Lion King lady. Because when she was praying for me as a young boy, she was praying with wonder, God, would you use my son in a great way? God, would you take our family out of bondage of pornography and alcoholism and stealing and gambling and would you lead us into a new direction? I wonder, God, I've seen you do it for everybody else. Would you do it for me? Friends, this is what the Lord is calling us to, a sense of wonder. I wonder if he wants to heal people through you. I wonder if he wants to change the city that you're in around you. I wonder if he wants to move in your family. I wonder if he wants to move in your job. I wonder if he wants you to use your platform. I wonder today. It is the wonder of the Lord that leads us into places we never thought we would be. How does Elisha ever know that God is with him like he is with his master if he doesn't find himself on the other end of that brook? Pastor Reed, I just feel like I've not been in a place where I need to take risks, so I haven't had to pray these prayers. Well, it's indicated to me that you're not wondering enough. Wonder. God, if you did it for them. I love, I love Elisha. He said, I wonder if the Lord will work for me as he did for Elijah. I've seen you do, look, this is why I appreciate the, the old church or the older church. Hello, it's not old, that old. The older church. Because we would say, they would say things like this and I grew up hearing it and sitting in those services. God, if you did it for them, you could do it for me. 
Now we're too customizable. We're like, well, God, I want my own experiences and like my own miracles that like nobody else knows about. Hashtag I'm growing with God. But like, no, it's like, bro, if he did it for them, God, why can he not do it for me? I'm wondering today, Lord, would you begin to shift everything in my life? I wonder, God, if I prayed this prayer just like Moses prayed, if you would show up in a way you showed up to Moses. Lord, I wonder if I call out to you in the desert like John the Baptist called out to you in the desert, if you would begin to move through my ministry like that. God, I wonder, can you wonder a little bit today? I am so thankful for a practical church that is discipling people. Oh, buddy, you can't be a disciple without discipline. You can't even spell disciple without discipline. It's the core of it. I get it today. I want to be practical, but I also want to get into a space where I begin to wonder and I begin to think and I begin to see what I've never seen before because I wonder. Let me read you just a a short little thing today. And I I didn't plan on doing this but today, but I I feel like you don't believe me. So let me go ahead and, and give you some accounts of people that wandered a little bit, wandered a little bit. Here we go, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 2 through 7. Here's what Isaiah says. Heavenly creatures stood above him. Each creature had six wings. They used two wings to cover their faces and two wings to cover their feet, and they used two, things, two wings for flying. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right? Like, Isaiah's watching too many sci-fi movies. Like, my man is avatar heavy. What are you talking about? Right? Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 10. As, as for the form of their faces, each had the face of a man. All four had the face of a lion. And on the right, the face of a bull on the left, and the face of the face had, and all four had the face of an eagle. I'm like, Ezekiel, stop eating Taco Bell before bed. What are you talking about? What are you saying right now? Ezekiel 10, 12, he said their entire bodies, including their backs and their hands and their wings, were completely full of eyes as they were on four wheels. I'm like, yeah, his mom dropped him when he was little. Listen, these are crazy things to say out loud. But we look at the lives of men like Isaiah and Ezekiel, and they were filled with wonder. We're filled with holy curiosity. And the Lord moves amongst them in tremendous and powerful ways. I wonder if God would do something similar through you and I today. Okay. Worship team, you can come back up today. Let me tell you a couple of stories. I'm finished. Wonder. This is why I don't think I'll ever get out of next-gen ministry. Some capacity. Because young people... You guys are like, I'm a young adult. Okay, you're an adult, not you. But young people, sometimes they don't have the filter of disappointment, so it doesn't destroy their faith. And I had a young lady in a, in a gathering that I was in one time, talking, preaching, probably about wonder, imagination, believing God, having faith. And she came up to me and she said, Pastor Peter, I am going to wonder and pray if God can put my parents' marriage back together. Now, how many of you know, if it was like six weeks, I'd be like, hey, pray for it. Six, six weeks, six months, I'd pray for it. I said, how long has it been? She said, 15 years. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. It took the little faith out of me even. I said, 15 years? She's like, mm, whoop. She said, I'm going to believe for it. I said, okay, let's pray. She's like, you want to be praying with me? I was like, mm-hmm. So we prayed there, right there. She said, I just feel good about it. I said, in that one prayer, you felt good about it? It's been 15 years. She said, yeah, I just feel good about it. I said, okay. A few weeks later, I get a DM from this young lady. And she says, Pastor Peter, I felt so good about it today that I set up a picnic in my backyard for my mom and my dad to go on a date. She said, I'm expecting God to move. 
even though I lied. I said, what'd you lie about? She said, I lied and told them that I was going to have the picnic with each of them. I was like, okay, you lied, but it's for the glory of God. So does that cancel out? I don't know. So she gets her mom there. She's like, mom, let's go have a picnic in the backyard. Her mom shows up. She's like, dad, let's have a picnic in the backyard. Her dad shows up. And then they see each other. And so they decide to sit down. Now, you might think that's a coinky. That's a coinky thing, pastor. It's an accident. No, no, no. It's the divine purpose of God because of a young lady that prayed. Her mom and dad decide to sit down together, and she takes a picture. She says, look, Pastor Peter, my parents are eating. They're on a date in our backyard. They're on a picnic. And this young lady begins to pray and pray, and she's posting on her story. Because some of us, we want God to do miracles, but we want to tell people after the miracle is done. She was telling us why the miracle was in progress. She was like, this is what it is. I need my parents to get back together. Look, I don't want to make take too much time. I've gone over already. Let me just tell you, her parents just renewed their vows. They just got back together. I, I don't even understand it. Friends, I I didn't even have the faith when she came to me to pray for this. But I'm just asking myself, God, what is possible when young people begin to wander? Oh, let me tell you about another student in my ministry. This is not when I was on the road. This is when I was at home. She said, Pastor Peter, every week you talk about the power of God moving in our family. I'm tired of hearing you talk about it. I want to see God move in my family. I said, okay. A couple weeks later. I don't know what it is with students. They're a little crazy. She said, I need to make a confession. I said, what's the confession? She said, I've been stealing anointing oil. I said, from the church? She said, yeah. I said, okay, here we are again. You stole, but it's anointing oil. Does that cancel each other? I don't know. And I said, what you been doing with the anointing oil? She said, anointing my house because I want to see my parents. I've been wondering about them coming back to Christ. And she said, I begin to anoint my house. My parents walking around sniffing. What is that? What's that smell? She said, my parents were walking up with pimples on their face all over again because I anoint their, pill- their uh, pillows at night. I said, acne for the glory of God. She's trying to get her parents to come to church. They won't come to church. Finally, she decides to go public with her faith and get baptized on a Sunday. She decides to go public, and that's a word of God for most of us in this room that are trying to see people come to Jesus. Until you go public, they will not come. So she goes public. I'm in the tank that day. And when I'm in the tank, I'm 5'7", but I got LeBron James dreams. I be dunking people in the tank. And I knew who she was before she came to Jesus, so I put her in the tank, held her in there a little longer, let the glory of God touch you. You know what I'm saying? She gets out of the tank. Her parents are in the audience. The pastor preaches a phenomenal word. My pastor preaches a phenomenal word. She comes down. Her parents start to come down towards the altar to give their life to Jesus. There's an altar worker there standing there with a badge and a little book. Huh, right? This girl runs, sprints out from behind the stage, pushes the altar worker out, out of the way, and says, you didn't pray for them. You didn't cry out to God for them. So you don't get to lead them to the Lord. This is my family. Young people with a little bit of wonder. Saw that young lady lead her parents to the Lord, the most important people she will ever lead to Christ because of her wonder. What am I trying to say today in chapel? That you would stir your faith. That you would believe God for just a little bit more. That you would wonder. God, I wonder what you want to do today. I wonder where you want to move today. I wonder who you're asking me to be submitted to. Because can I tell you, there is no context for wonder in Elisha's life unless he walks hand in hand with Elijah. What's the most important word? I thought about this morning that I could say to a group of college students, and here it is. 
Who is allowed to tell you no? I'm grown. I don't need anybody. I'm telling you, being grown has nothing to do with just making your own decisions. As a matter of fact, the older I've gotten, the more advisors I'm looking to have in my life because there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. But a lot of you don't even have context for what Yahweh is calling you to do because you won't submit your life to anybody. Who is allowed to tell you no? Who's allowed to tell you no? Find those people. Labor in prayer. Linger in worship. Read just one more verse. Watch the wonder begin to start your life. Work with wonder or be trapped forever. That was Elisha's, that was his dilemma. Work with wonder or be trapped forever. I'm trapped by anxiety. Yeah, because you won't work with wonder. I'm trapped with pornography. Yeah, because you won't work with wonder. (laughs) I'm trapped with comparison. Yeah, because you won't work with wonder. Holy Spirit, help us today. All right. (laughs) Lord, help us today to work with wonder, to believe God in every circumstance and in every situation. To open up our heart and our hands and say, Yahweh, what do you want to do today? Help us to walk hand in hand, submitted to leaders in our life that help usher us into the context that you're calling us to. In Jesus' name. Stand with me today. Look, I want to give you an opportunity to work in wonder today. The Bible tells us this, that the Lord is enthroned, enthroned, sitting on a throne on the praises of his people. You're like, I want God to come and be amongst us. Great. Sing, and he will enthrone himself in this place. I'm praying for your wonder to get stirred up. Some of you have a plan for your life, and you told it to God, and you haven't had to wonder about what's in your future. I'm telling you today, you need to shift the script a little bit today. Flip the script and let God speak to you. And would you wonder about your family and wonder about your future and wonder about what he's called? God, what do you want to do there? Because the Bible says that What he has planned for you is greater than you can ask, greater than you can think, greater than you can imagine. Listen, your dream to have a husband and a dog named Rudy with a white picket fence, that sounds phenomenal. But I have a feeling that you're the one that's supposed to lay your hands on the sick and watch them recover. I have a feeling that you're supposed to travel across the seas and watch the glory of God fall upon people who have never heard his name before. I have a feeling that you're supposed to step up into the most influential and secluded places with people who look like they have their life on track, but you're called to speak a word of God to them. I have a feeling that God's dream for you is a little bit better than your own. Would you wonder with me today? I know this is not everybody, and I would never claim to ask everybody to come, but if you say, Pastor Peter, I want the Lord to move deeply in my life. I need to wonder a little bit. I need to submit my life to some leaders. If that's you today, I'm going to count to three. The altars are open. We're going to worship. Our people are going to come and pray over you, and we're going to start a new faith on the inside of you. Aren't you tired of walking with God the way you've done before? Would you wonder a little bit today? Are you ready for God to give you dreams, not off of social media, but in prayer? Wonder. All your dreams for your ministry and your family and your life come from social media because you won't wander into a secret place with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's trying to speak to you what eye has not seen and what ear has not heard. Would you wonder today? Man. 
All right, NCU, I love you. I'm glad to be here, thankful for the opportunity. Holy Spirit, move in this place. Worship team, let's begin to sing that song we just sang about the Lamb. Come on, let's go there right now. Holy Spirit, move in this place. I'm going to open these altars. I'm sorry I've gone over time. Holy Spirit, come. Come on, one, two, three. Would you come today? Let the Lord move in your life. Yeah, come on. I know you got other things to do. I know you're in a rush. I didn't say, it might not be me. I'm telling you, would you wonder a little bit today? Come on, let God speak to you the secrets of heaven. Let him whisper in your ear. Yeah, come on, let's just go for it. You're not going to talk over me. I got a loud voice or sing over me. Come on, let's just go. Come on. God, I'm wondering. Talk to him. I'm wondering about what you want to do in my purity. I wonder what you want to do in my purity. I wonder what you want to do in my family line. I'm wondering, God. Hey.